We are back yet again on the Thick Minning Podcast, and oh man, what a weekend of football was. Every single game came down to the last possession, the last play even, and it might very well be the greatest weekend in football history. Starting things off, we have the greatest game of the greatest weekend, the Bills-Chiefs game, and I had my heart broken as a Bills fan, ripped out, stepped on by Patrick Mahomes, the greatness of the Chiefs offense, and look... The big debate around the uh, internet these days is, oh, the overtime rules are bad. I wasn't complaining about the overtime rules when the Chiefs got screwed over by them. I don't like the Chiefs. I celebrate on their downfall. And I don't think the overtime rules should be changed. At least they should not be changed to college. College rules would not work in overtime. It's simply not a functional system when everybody runs a 4-3 at the professional level. But the Bills played amazing, particularly Josh Allen played amazing. He made it very clear that he was the best or the second best quarterback back in all of football last evening. His running was sensational, picking up key first downs, the deep throws, the Gabriel Davis when his number one option was taken away by the Chiefs, electrifying. And I would not be too concerned if I was the Bills organization going into this next offseason. They're not going to lose anyone in free agency. I already checked that out. They've got about $7 million in cap, no big signings needed to make, and they're going to regain Tredavious White. So they're going to be in position to make another run to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, amazing game. Chiefs just happened to get the ball last. And I think Tristan and I will both agree that this game was basically a Super Bowl because I don't think any team in the NFL is going to be able to beat the Chiefs or would have been able to beat the Buffalo Bills. Well, watching the Bills and Chiefs play last night, watching them go at it was a thing of beauty. The Chiefs offense is finally firing on all cylinders. It's been doubted all year. It's been inconsistent at points during the year. They've gone through their slumps. The Bills have been inconsistent all year and they showed up in a big way. And I said it in the TikTok I made. It truly is a shame that we'll never get to see Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen play against each other in the actual Super Bowl. I, and I don't care if anyone thinks Brady is better, Burrow, Herbert, or even Aaron Rodgers are better than Mahomes and Allen. They'd be wrong, but these are the two most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL to watch. Josh Allen's athleticism combined with his arm strength and ability to throw from the pocket is incredible. Patrick Mahomes' arm strength and ability to extend plays with his feet is otherworldly. All in all, every single moment of the Bills and Chiefs game was incredible to watch, and it is a shame that it wasn't our Super Bowl. Now, to the discussion that Isaiah just mentioned, there's a lot of people complaining about overtime rules, and there's a lot of people complaining about the fact Josh Allen didn't get the ball back in overtime, and they think that the NFL's overtime is the worst thing to ever exist. I tend to disagree. I almost enjoy the brutalness of NFL overtime. Teams play for 60 minutes, and then overtime comes down to a do-or-die scenario. Either one defense is going to show up, or it's not. Either one offense is going to show up, or it's not. The only time I feel like the overtime rules can be a little shitty is when there's a controversial call at the end of regulation that gives one team the ability to tie it up and then they win the toss and then they go on to win the game now i don't have an exact example of that but that is when i feel like i I feel bad for that team under those circumstances i can understand people complaining about robbery but that is not what happened in the bills and chiefs game if bills fans are upset the bills and chiefs went at it for 59 minutes and 47 seconds the score was 36 to 33 in favor of the bills under normal circumstances Josh Allen and the Bills would have won the game already, but the Chiefs were on the other side of the field. The Chiefs' offense was on the other side of the field, and the defense rolled over, allowing the Chiefs to get into field goal range. For defense, that is unacceptable and almost validates the fact that there were zero pro bowlers on the Bills' defense. That is terrible, pathetic defensive play. Now, now finally, when it comes to the overtime discussion, the only thing that I think I'd be okay with, I wouldn't necessarily be a major supporter of, but I think it would be cool to give the second team a shot 
not in the playoffs in overtime. That way they can at least go down and score a touchdown. Maybe they go for the two-point conversion to win or something along those lines. But I don't think there's a major problem with NFL overtime. And I think people get too caught up with the whole thing about it being fair for each team. Yeah, life's not fair. If there is one issue with the overtime system, it's not perfectly fair, which I know I just count on. But it vastly favors the offense because at the end of the game, the defense is substantially beaten down. It is hard to play the defensive side of the football from a physical standpoint. There's a reason you see defensive tackles rotating in and out of the game, but you will never really see that with offensive linemen. It is more physically draining to play that side of the football. So after 60 minutes, those guys are gassed. So it's always going to favor a team which gets the ball first, more so than it would say if we were having an opening kickoff. But it is what it is. If they change the rules I won't be opposed to it because it would likely give us more football and as you know from my opinion on the 14 game 14 team playoffs, I love some more football. But at the end of the day, I'm not too upset about this as a Bills fan. Josh Allen amazing, best quarterback in his class one of the best in the league. And the AFC in general is going to be an absolute arms race for the years to come. You've got obviously Allen Mahomes. You've got Herb rising. You've got Lamar Jackson, who is amazing to watch. Then you look at the Titans. If they could ever shed their uh, mediocre quarterback, they'd have the best offense or one of the best offenses in the league. It's really a great time to be a fan of an AFC team. You will see many great playoff games in the years to come. Speaking of a playoff game, which wasn't so great, though, we go on over to Lambeau Field, where Aaron Rodgers ended his Green Bay Packers career in embarrassment. He had one good drive to start the game, and then it all fell apart. He could not get connected with his receivers. He could not find anyone besides Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones, and he couldn't really move the ball all that well. I know the uh, narrative is going to be, oh, his special teams let him down, but if you're the MVP, if you're going to win two MVPs in a row, if people are calling you the greatest quarterback of all time, I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if there are a few drops. You have to score more than 10 points. You have to score much more than 10 points. You have lost to Jimmy Garoppolo twice in the playoffs. You've lost to the 49ers four times. You're supposed to have this beef with this team who skipped on you in the draft. And right now, it's looking like a good decision they passed on you. Because you just can't get done in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers' career will be known for his amazing regular season play and continuing to fail in the playoffs. There is a reason he's lost as many NFC Championship games as he has. He has played very poorly in many of those games. He is not a good postseason quarterback. And that is what you need to be considered one of the best in the league at that position. And Aaron Rodgers simply isn't that. Now, I expect him to retire because he is sick and tired of their media. I would be too. They've been complaining at him constantly all season about his immunization stats. Not going to get into if that's the right choice for him or not. I just want to deal it. He's a mega millionaire. He's made a bunch from State Farm thanks to the Rodgers rate and the discount double check. So why would he keep playing football if he doesn't want to? He struggles to build relationships in the locker room. So he's not really going to hang around for the friendships. Instead of going over to the AFC, which he desperately does not want to do with how great that conversation is going to be for the years to come or going to a all right NFC team. I think he's just going to sail off in the sunset with his MVP award. And I think to him, he'll have gone out on type, even though to everyone else, he'll have gone out as a failure. But good for the 49ers, good for Jimmy G, I guess. They are very much a side note in the main story of this game. Well, it would be pretty funny if his career almost winded up exactly like Peyton Manning, uh, ending in Green Bay sour. Peyton ended with the Colts because of his injury, not because of a poor playoff performance necessarily and then he goes on to play for the Broncos who are in desperate need of a quarterback and then goes and wins a Super Bowl within the next four years of them that is a very real possibility at this point now I know you're saying he's going to retire but I'm just throwing that out there and now when it comes to the crowd that is putting all of the blame on Aaron Rodgers that is where I have a problem with the people talking about the outcome of this game now I think Aaron Rodgers deserves some of the blame yes but he does not deserves most of the blame 
You should. I do not think he deserves most of the blame. He should not be getting all of the blame here. When you look at the game in a vacuum, the Packers did not win, but Aaron Rodgers played well enough to win. He didn't make any mistakes. He scored more points than his defense allowed. The overwhelming majority of the blame on why the Packers lost should be on the Packers special teams unit. It is unacceptable that Aaron Rodgers led his team down the field with 56 seconds left in the second quarter. He got into the field goal range, and then the Packers special teams unit completely fucked it up allowing the 49ers to block the kick it is a completely different game if the Packers get a field goal there it is a completely different game if the Packers don't have a punt blocked and return for a touchdown what I will say is a valid criticism Aaron Rodgers during this game and where I do think all the blame from his side of things comes from is that over over the course of the season even doesn't spread the ball around he targets Devonta Adams way too much in this game he threw to only Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones 21 out of his 27 attempts he made it too easy for the 49ers defense to look good and he unfortunately made 49ers fans feel good about themselves so I think more of the blame should be on the Packers special teams when it comes to why the Packers lost the game now I do think it is okay to maybe take away from Aaron Rodgers legacy because he lost this game but at the end of the day he did play good enough to win he put up more points than his defense allowed and the special teams unit which was horrible all season long just completely shit the bed and gave the 49ers points and took points away from the Packers hey play good enough to win he's playing a JV high school team 10 points at the NFL level is not acceptable in a playoff game the only way you're going to win a game like that is if you get lucky. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers didn't get lucky. He got a little bit unlucky. But he played conservative all game. He wouldn't push the ball downfield except for one time when he had an open Alan Lazard. Instead, he decides to loft it up to Devontae Adams in double coverage. Aaron Rodgers did this because he doesn't interact with his teammates. He doesn't build relationships in the locker room. He's a surly, tersive guy who does not want to be involved with the little people and that is why he ultimately failed in this game. Playing conservative and not building friendships. Which sounds corny, but it's true. You think Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, or hell, even Joe Shiesty is just going to ignore his teammates. No, he is going to put in work with them in the offseason instead of hiding out in Malibu and talking about your future. Aaron Rodgers is a little bit too obsessed with the myth that is Aaron Rodgers to realize that he is still in the NFL and still needs to take the steps that NFL quarterbacks take to be a winner. Didn't have the connections he needed to, and that is why he lost his game. So then on the 49ers side of things, when it comes to evaluating their performance, is their offense completely pathetic? Because their offense put up three points the entire game and then put up six points in total to end the game. So their offense was even worse. Yeah, the 49ers offense is terrible. I won't dispute that with you. They should not have won that game. Part of that is due to Jimmy Garoppolo being hurt and never having played in a game below 32 degrees, but he is the luckiest quarterback in NFL history. He is 3-0 in the playoffs in games where he does not score a touchdown. That is an insane stat. He's won nine games in his career where he didn't score a touchdown by passing. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. No other quarterback is as lucky as Jimmy G because he's in a very good situation. Their offense isn't very good. When Debo Samuel is hobbled, it's frankly dreadful. But no, he's going to get a pass. He will not be the center of attention because there are no expectations for Jimmy Garoppolo. There are expectations for Rodgers. Rodgers failed to live up to those expectations. I don't know. At the end of the day, I I have to disagree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers does deserve the blame. I do think it hurts his legacy. But when it comes to why the Packers lost the game, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the biggest reason they lost the game. That's my main point. And I wish more people understood that perspective. Yeah, but it's a wrong perspective. Like, you're still getting around the fact that Aaron Rodgers is as great as he is, or at least he's as crazy as in the regular season. So you're expected to score more than 10 points. Like, you can make all these suits 
oh, he was playing conservative because he didn't think the 49ers would score. That's a stupid argument. You don't play conservative and anticipate your defense, which is strolled at points in the year, completely stonewalling a team. He played conservative for whatever reason he did. I don't know. I can't explain what is going on in the mind of Aaron Rodgers. Like, some of the stuff he's done off the field, I agree with. Some of the stuff he has done, I disagree with. But I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm never going to like this man. I will never say anything particularly great about him. And I think he is why the Packers lost. And we can go round and round in circles about this. But there is another game where a quarterback completely failed his team. This time in the AFC. Bouncing on over to the Bengals-Titans game. And the Bengals fans have been whipped into a frenzy. They are excited because Ryan Tannehill decided he was going to wear an orange jersey under his Titans uniform this week. And completely betray his own team. Three interceptions, forcing into tight coverage, or flat out bad throws. Want to start the game. You get the opening kick off and throw an interception on the first play. I wonder what the uh, analytics are behind that. How many games are won with a first play interception? Probably not very many. He completely failed his team. Derrick Henry was starting to get going. He was doing what Derrick Henry does in the fourth quarter. Building up. Building up. And all you have to do is retain possession. You will be gifted a win. Like you've been gifted so many other wins by this great generational running back. And instead, you just hoisted into double coverage. Bryant Daniel should be embarrassed themselves. The Bengals, though, have no chance of winning next week. If you watch the Bills-Chiefs game, you know the Chiefs are going to absolutely humiliate them. This is not the same Chiefs team which we watch going into the playoffs. They have turned it on. They are by far the best team in the NFL, except for maybe the Bills, and are going to completely humiliate the sorry Cincinnati offensive line. Joe Burrow might get sacked nine more times this week. Well, the Bengals have gotten a very easy playoff run and playoff schedule thus far. They got to play the Raiders, who barely made it into the playoffs, and then were helped by the refs to win that game. And then they got to play against the Titans, who many have been doubting all season. Many viewed them as a fraudulent one seed. And even in that game, it took three interceptions by Ryan Tannehill for the Bengals to win that game, and they only won on a game-winning field goal. I think it was blatantly obvious that the Titans had a much superior defense than the Bengals. They had a defensive line that was dominating the Bengals' offensive line. And I think all around, with the exception of the quarterback play, anyone who thinks the Bengals are a better football team than the Titans is simply just crazy. So that was my takeaway from the Bengals and Titans game. Uh, I think it's uh, blatantly obvious who I think is going to win in the championship game. I am going with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense is going to show up in a big way. Like Isaiah said, it's not the same team we saw at different points during the regular season. Real quick before we move on, the Titans have to do something about Tannehill. They cannot keep this man around. I know it's going to be hard to get rid of him. It's going to be a dead cap hit if they have to cut him, but you cannot waste Derrick Henry, waste A.J. Brown, waste Julio Jones' talent with this horrible quarterback. That's not how you're going to win championships. No quarterback in the last 10 years has been as bad as Ryan Tannehill is and won a Super Bowl. He's just never going to get it done. He's never going to put them over the top. He's choked so many times in the playoffs, I can't imagine he will be their quarterback next year for any reason other than that of a financial one. Now, moving on, the final game of this divisional weekend and this divisional reaction, the Rams and Bucks game. There were two NFL storylines that came together in this game to make this game as crazy as it turned out to be. Matthew Stafford being a serial playoff choker combined forces with the GOAT Brady comeback king story arc. These forces joined together, causing the Rams to fumble four times during a game. It allowed the Buccaneers to make the 27-3 comeback, and the football gods won 
wanted Brady to get another opportunity to add to his list of Super Bowl appearances, maybe even winning a ring. Unfortunately for them, unfortunately for the football gods, Matthew Stafford lived up to the moment. He broke free from his narrative, broke free from years of underachieving, and delivered an absolute laser down the field to Cooper Cup. I am happy for Matthew Stafford that he is finally having playoff success, that he's finally having success against good teams, and I think this game overwhelmingly speaks to the amount of talent the Rams have on their team because the Buccaneers offensive line was no match for the Rams pass rush and they simply could not contain the Rams passing attack and now when it also comes to this game I want to relate this game back to the Super Bowl last year the Chiefs had all the injuries in the Super Bowl and there were a ton of people that detracted from Mahomes performance last year because he couldn't get it done against the Buccaneers and in this game if people are making excuses for Brady we know Skip Bayless is making excuses for Brady Brady offensive line was injured his back was up against the wall and he still lost so if you were detracting from Mahomes' Super Bowl performance you need to detract from this Brady performance or you just need to revise your opinion on last year's Super Bowl. Skip Bales lives rent-free in your head let's start right there but bit of a difference between this year's playoff game and last year's Super Bowl one Mahomes had much better weapons two Brady lost on the last play after a freaky catch by Cooper Cup Mahomes got blown out so bit of a difference there but no Brady's one is really also caused discrediting four the uh greatness of Patrick Mahomes I mean he's going to go back and probably win a Super Bowl this year. People are not going to think negatively of him because he lost to Brady in the Super Bowl 10 years down the line. The Rams simply were a better team. They were better at every position besides quarterback. Better wide receivers, a better running back, although that's debatable. Better offensive line, better defensive line, better secondary. Dear God, the Buccaneers secondary was putrid. But because Tom Brady is Tom Brady, it was a three-point game. Now, I know that's Tom Brady being lucky, a great leader, a great quarterback, or some combination of the three. The football gods truly do smile on that man, but you can't deny the fact Brady played very well at points in that game and got the Buccaneers back into the game. No Tom Brady, no playoff success. But this leaves us with a few questions. What will our pal Tommy Boy be doing? Much like Rodgers, people are talking about him retiring. Unlike Rodgers, it's not because the media is becoming overwhelming to Mr. Brady. He's just played enough football he's proven enough he has nothing left to prove and I don't think anyone with the exception of Mahomes if he gets real lucky and the salary cap massively increases is going to be able to come close to matching him in rings he has nothing left to play for at this point so the conversation is is he gonna retire and I think he might it would not surprise me He's an old man by a football standard. He's an old man by a lot of standards. And he's good. It's not nothing left to play for him. Probably hates playing for Bruce Arians, who is abusive to players, who keeps getting his tackles hurt, who's scared off Antonio Brown. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to play for Bruce Arians if I was in the NFL. So, does he go anywhere in free agency? Probably not. He doesn't need to do the whole song and dance again. Maybe Green Bay after Rodgers retires, just to rub in that he was far and away the better quarterback for his entire career. You know, he'll build relationships within that locker. He'll probably bring a few of his Tampa Bay pals with him. But I just don't think Brady's going to keep playing. If he does, good for him. He's going to further uh, stretch his own resume by probably throwing for 4,000 plus yards and 35 plus touchdowns again. If this is the end of Tom Brady's career, I'm glad I got a witness. I'm glad I got a witness the great moments, the 28 to threes, all that stuff. Truly a legendary player. We are never going to see another one like Tom. He is the reason we regard quarterbacks as not just passers of football, but field generals. He beat teams before the snap and he beat teams after the snap. So enjoy retirement if it happens, Tom. And if not, dear God, please don't go to the NFC North. We 
just got rid of Rodgers. We don't need to have you massacre the Vikings every year twice. <laughs> now, are you ready for our championship game predictions? I mean, the championship game predictions are at least half clear if you've been listening already. The Chiefs are going to win that game. There is no question about it. The Bengals shouldn't be in this position. They're like the third best, maybe fourth best team in the NFC or in the AFC. Bills would have smoked them. Chiefs would have smoked them. Hell, Patriots and Steelers might have smoked them, but they are going to have a track meet. The Bengals defense can't guard a parked car. Eli Apple is going to get burned over and over again for opening his mouth and talking so much on Twitter, has one good playoff game and thinks he's Marshawn Lattimore. You can't piss off two fan bases in one go and expect not to get made fun of and laughed at when you inevitably fail in the following week. There is no shot Joe Shiesty lives up to the hype. He's not one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. He couldn't hold Allen or Mahomes as a jockstrap. He's from Ohio, worst state in the country. And really, if you think the Bengals are going to win, you've got a mental disorder. I feel bad for you at this point because there is no <laughs> shot. Well, it is sad that there's people out there that think the Bengals have a chance at beating the Chiefs because the Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. Patrick Mahomes, at least up until this point in his career, is the best quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs, and he only gets better under pressure. No matter how big the moment is, he shows up in a bigger way. He comes back no under any circumstance, and if the Bengals are even up in the game, he'll come back and win the game. Also, when the Bengals beat the Chiefs during the regular season, it took an all-time performance from Jamar Chase to win the game by just three points. And it's not like the Bengals defense showed up in a big way. They allowed the Chiefs to score 31 points and the Chiefs have now built a full head of steam. So the Chiefs aren't going to let Jamar Chase do that again and Patrick Mahomes is destined to make it to his third straight Super Bowl. Now, when it comes to the 49ers Rams game, it's going to be unacceptable for the Rams to lose to the 49ers. It would completely invalidate every trade they've made this season and would invalidate Sean McVay as a coach. They're more talented at every single position except maybe offensive line, but the 49ers and linebacker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. George Kittle, in fact, plays for the uh, Los Angeles or the San Francisco 49ers. They're not more talented at every position, unless, of course, you're calling him an offensive lineman because he is the best blocking tight end in football, which I would accept, but they're more talented at tight end, too. Well, in in my head, I meant to say position group, and I was kind of lumping tight end in with receivers there, but Trent Williams is injured heading into the game, so the Rams offensive line is probably on an even play field and Debo is injured heading into the game his status is uncertain so the Rams are better from a talent perspective in every aspect of the game and it is going to be embarrassing if they lose they've already lost to them twice and they are the only reason the 49ers are in the playoffs they had the chance to kick the 49ers out in favor of the Saints but they failed to do so so if the Rams lose this one it is embarrassing it is pathetic it make Sean McVay look really bad and but I'm going to predict them the win because they are more talented well that's the easy take to make and one a logical man would make but you don't seem to realize the main issue here and this is a coaching issue despite all their talent all their many pieces their quarterback their defensive line their wide receiver the real reason this Rams team clicks the way he does is because of the greatness of Sean McVay Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the NFL certainly not the best but one of them but Sean McVay gets absolutely oh Owned by Kyle Shan. Kyle Shan drags Sean McVay behind the woodshed and gives him 15 minutes of pain whenever the two match up with each other. It's not a fair game. It's bullying at this point. Sean McVay is just not able to beat Kyle Shanahan. 
And I think that pattern will continue. Mainly because Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, but partially due to the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has a horseshoe up his ass and will be the luckiest player in NFL history. He might not score a touchdown and he will still probably find a way to win this game again. And it's going to be a rematch of the Super Bowl two years ago. Very boring, but on the bright side, the 49ers will have snuck in there as a six seed, which you don't see a lot of the time. And Giants as a Giants fan, you know what six seeds can do when they get to the Super Bowl. But John McVay's going to get out coached. The Rams are going to have their talent disappear against the elite 49ers defense and the elite 49ers offensive line, assuming Trent Williams is back, which is still Mr. Debo will be back. He took a stinger. He took a helmet to the ribs. That does not feel particularly good. That'll make you hobble for a few days, but that's just bruising. He is not going to miss this game. The man who is making his case to have won MVP, even though he was not a quarterback on the losing team, is going to have a very good game against the Rams. Jan Ramsey will be burnt like a piece of toast. And I am picking the 49ers for these reasons. Now, as perplexing as those takes may be, what's more perplexing is why you haven't hit the subscribe button if you're still listening to this video. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, leave a like, comment down below letting us know how stupid we are and if you're not aware of our tiktok you've been living under a rock and not listening to podcasts make an account go follow that and we will see you in the next video